everyone. Welcome to the 34th episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. From everyone at Epilogue, we hope you enjoyed your week. My name is Ben Ballmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Marcos Carmona and Dakota Trammell. It's good to see you guys again. We had a an entire week to digest all of the announcements from the Game Awards, and we're going to get to all of that. But first, I wanted to ask you guys, Marcos, first, what, what have you been playing this week? Um... Outside of the usual stuff, Smash Bros. Yeah, and it's really good, isn't it? Oh, dude, it's tons of fun. Uh, outside of the online being trash, but yeah, it's tons of fun. The only thing I don't like is when I have to face you playing as Little Mac. Uh, you beat me twice, yeah. though. It's an improvement. I had to. I had yeah. to start somewhere. Dakota, what about you? Um, I have also been playing Smash Bros. and. Uh... A very addicting mobile game called. Let me let me read you the name. Okay. Oh no. No, I just had to make sure I get the the name right because I just call it Bubble Pop, but it's called Michiri Neko Bubble Pop, and it's got <laughs> oh. cute little cats. <laughs> and what are you doing in this game? It's your typical bubble popping game. You just shoot, line up the colors, and they disappear. It sounds like a lot of fun. I've I've been playing Ashen this week, which is a game that was announced during to come out during the Game Awards. So this is a game I had been following for uh, a few months, probably longer than that, almost a year. And it just disappeared off of planet Earth. Nobody heard from it. And all of a sudden, it's announced as being released during the Game Awards on Xbox Game Pass and the new Epic Market, which we haven't really talked about a whole lot of. Um, but... Epic has its own store now to compete with Steam. It actually bought out a lot of exclusive games like Super, the new Super Meat Boy. Um, so this is actually really interesting. I think people were excited to have competition for Steam first. Now all of a sudden, with them buying exclusives, it's seen as sort of anti-consumer, and we'll have to dig a little deeper into that at some point. But Ashen is fantastic. I know Marcos has been watching me play a little bit. It's very Dark Soulsian. Uh, but it has just this really fantastic art style. It has a subtle soundtrack. This really cool co- uh, co-op mechanic that I've enjoyed. And I, I pretty much beat the game last night. I have some stuff I want to go over and do. I'm trying to 100% it. So a little further to go. But Ashen, definitely a game to check out if you haven't yet. Okay, guys. So the last time we did this, it didn't go so well for either of you. Oh, <clears throat> We're officially calling this game Spoiler Alert. Now, to reiterate the rules, just so we're entirely clear, what I'll be doing is reading the plot synopsis straight from a game's Wikipedia page. Now, the only difference is I will be pulling names so that you can't quite get a handle on on what the game is, right? So as soon as you're aware of what the game is, you can say, spoiler alert, and I will stop, and you will tell me the name of the game, and if you get it right, you get a point. And if you don't get it right, then you have to wait until the other person has taken a guess themselves. If I get to the very end of it and neither of you have said spoiler alert, you will each get one guess at what the game is. Fair enough? We have to say spoiler alert. So you say- have to say spoiler alert. It's part of the game. Okay. 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 You guys ready for me to start? <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Okay. So, from the Wikipedia page. The new kid has moved with his parents to a brand new town to escape his forgotten past. 
He quickly allies with three neighborhood boys who give the character an unwanted nickname. The new kid is introduced to a highly coveted weapon. Shortly thereafter, the elves attack the neighborhood boy's fortress and take the weapon. The neighborhood leader banishes those at fault for allowing the weapon to be stolen. With the help of the leader's best warriors, the new kid re recovers the weapon from the elves. That night, the new kid and several town residents are abducted by aliens. The new kid escapes his confinement with the help of his friend's father, Randy, and crashes. Oh, spoiler alert. Yep. Oh. Is this the stick of it truth? It is the stick of truth. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I was so confused. I was like... <laughs> so let me read this last sentence. Is this some Saints Row shit? <laughs> me, it, yeah, I, it, it's very similar to Saints Row. So the last sentence of this, the new kid escapes his confinement with the help of his friend's father, Randy, and crashes the alien ship into the town's mall. <laughs> I figured at that point we might we might be able to get you guys there. So I'm glad Marcos was able to, to uh, grab a point. I was there. so confused. I thought it was Secret of Mana for a bit. Wow. Is Secret of Mana really... They're similar. It's, it's a little wild. So the, <laughs> from, from the first part of it, yeah, but I was I wasn't completely sure. Then you said alien ship, and I was like, okay. So my mind. favorite. You said alien ship, and I was like, Saints Row. Yeah. So my favorite thing about doing this is that I love finding these ones that have like these total mild, totally mild beginnings, and then just get like increasingly chaotic <laughs> as you read the plot synopsis. Um. So good job, Marcos. You're gonna need that point. Um. Because yeah. We need to talk about our game award predictions. So last week, myself, Dakota, Marcos, and Blake all predicted who would win uh, some of the game award awards. We, I think we, Marcos, you said we did twenty-two total. Yeah, that was on my list. Okay, had. so we made twenty-two predictions total, and I, I missed a, I missed a handful of them. I when I was streaming it, I only counted nineteen, but I think. Uh, judging by Marcos's list, we actually did 22 last week. So, Marcos, uh, why don't you tell us how you did? How many? How how oh, many man. did you guess correctly? I got three. <laughs> so three for 22. Not <laughs> I got three. Not the best batting average. Uh, I I think I did right though. I, I was the right. I made the right. You, morally speaking, you made the right decisions. Yeah. You made you made the predictions that the game awards would not. Yeah, Jeff Keeley should hire me, honestly. Wait, to make all the choices. Marcos, which ones which ones did you get? I got um fighting game, game of the year, and uh con the whatever one that one that ninja got. Fucking E creator person. Yeah, thingy. The I'm pretty sure looking at your list, who won best debut indie game? Best which one? Wasn't it Celeste? Messenger. You got Messenger. Oh, yeah, that's four. And then best, best indie game, you got Celeste. You got five. I thought... Mes I, wait, what? Best in debut indie game was Messenger. And you, you got Messenger. Like, I was looking at your list, and I'm like, there's no way you got three. Well, even if he gets five, Dakota, you got more than five, right? Yeah, I got se uh, seven. Seven. So yeah. um, Dakota is going to snag an extra point here. Um, I do want to say that if I were involved in the point getting, I got about 15, right? So yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, I I doubled up on you guys and, and tripled up on Marcos. 
I just, I just, I'm, just a reminder, just a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how Blake did, but assuredly not, not very well. Um, so, oh wait, I, uh, no, he's not even here. Why you gotta do that? Yeah, to him, he'll man. defend himself later. That's yeah. I was gonna say, I'm not even, <laughs> to be fair, I'm not even counting the all the ones that Florence won because I didn't even write those down. To be fair, um, so Heck yeah, I think Florence won two two different awards. Um, which is I thought they won like three. So the the big one I wanted to talk about was that God of War won Game of the Year, is snatching it from the grasps of Red Dead Redemption Two, which was winning just about every award before that. I think we were watching the Game Awards and we all kind of saw Red Dead winning all of these different awards: Best Actor, Best Game Direction, um, Best Sound Design, Best Comp. Right. It actually didn't win. Yeah, and it did not win best game direction. That was God of War. So that was the big one that God of War got. Before. Best game direction was a way out. No, right? that was God of War. No, it was, yeah, God, it was of God of War. Oh. Um. So then, when they come to announce the uh, game of the year, God of War pulls the upset. It was really, you know, you wouldn't think of God of War being like a big upset, but when you consider something as large as Red Dead Redemption, it felt pretty good for for God of War, which. Was a risky endeavor, right, Marcos? I mean, you and I are fans of the series. It's this was an entirely different God of War experience than than what we had gotten before. Yeah, but it was real welcome, man. It felt good. It was really good. The combat was fantastic. Yeah, and it, great narrative elements. They took the big risk of having the one um, camera shot the entire the entire game, just a tra- one tracking shot of of Kratos. The whole thing worked yeah, really was- well. Oh, totally. yeah. So the axe, man. I think that was of all of all the um, different announcements. I think that was that was the one that was the most fun. They saved it for last. God of War game of the year. We'll do our own game of the year thing later. I don't know if we'll concur or not between the three of us. But so beyond just the um, awards, there were there were several game announcements at the the game awards do either of you guys have a favorite dakota was there anything in particular there that that got you excited um the only one that comes to mind was the far cry one because honestly now it's been a week i don't remember no more (laughs) is your memory that short term uh goldfish man uh yeah. So there, there was a couple. Let me run through a, a handful. Of I'm, I'm pretty sure there was like another one or two that I was like, "That looks cute." That look, you know what got me? Freaking Smash Bros. Always debating me. They and it wasn't even that big of a debate. I'm sure no one else got like fooled, but they started and it was like a little bit of Animal Crossing theme. Then Isabel's just kicking someone's ass, and I was like, "God damn it, they did it to me again." Yeah, you thought it was an Animal yeah, Crossing like, trailer. You have the shut off Joker, which was like the big like. So wow. yeah, that was. Oh we, yeah, that was crazy. We said last week that Nintendo would probably announce a DLC character. They did. It was not a DLC character that any of us were expecting. Um, it was Joker. I don't think anybody was expecting Yeah, that. from Persona 5. I don't think anybody could have predicted per, a Persona 5 character. No. Yes, Persona 5 like, isn't even on the Switch. It's not even a it, it's a it's a PlayStation exclusive. So, yeah, I think so. Like, I think Persona 5 is. Um, so when you consider all of that, this there's still four additional DLC characters to be announced just for this particular DLC pack of characters. I'm sure yeah. they'll do more. Um, it it seems like this means that everybody is possible 
for for Smash Bros. Right? Uh, we could see anybody. Play. Even Goku. Yeah, Goku. Um, I think it I, it would not be a surprise at this point if we saw somebody like Sora. Sora makes way too much sense. You could announce it. It before does. Especially they they've had Kingdom Hearts games on Nintendo consoles before. Right. So. Yeah, all the handhelds after Birth by Sleep. So I think that I'm leaning toward that one. I think we'll probably get at least one first party announcement. I'm still going to be shocked if they don't save Waluigi as some sort of big surprise announcement. People would go bananas. I I just think you're you're literally <laughs> you're giving up money if you're if you don't want to do Waluigi um, as a as a Smash character now. Nintendo may just not care about the few extra bucks, but um, I think that's something we'll see. <clears throat> so that was a big announcement. That was a big deal. Um, Smash is obviously huge. Everybody in the world was playing it this week. Um, by by all accounts, the sales are over the moon for Smash Bros. There's a few other things. In particular, Marcos, there was a fighting game announced that you were pretty excited about, and we've been predicting on the podcast. Yeah. Which one was that? It was Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. So what did you think about the trailer? The rap music, the the Ed yeah, Boon. Twenty One Savage just showing off his. I think the song is called "You're Next." I wasn't about it, but it makes sense because I think Mortal Kombat X had Wiz, Wiz Khalifa doing a interesting. This, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who it was. It was either him or Twenty One Savage again, but yeah, they usually have that kind of stuff going on. But outside of the music, it looked good. It looked really it looked good. really it was violent. also very confusing. I mean, yeah, it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Probably the most violent trailer I've ever seen. But it, it, like you said, it's Mortal Kombat. Somehow they have to, they have yeah. to reach that expectation. I actually liked the music. <laughs> it was, I think it was the only, you like, you like yeah, that? The only person you in the world, but savage? I sure, yeah, I like. Oh, uh, Justin was about it. We talked about it yesterday when we were recording EG After Dark, but he likes okay. it. Yeah. So I, I think personally, my favorite announcement was the Dragon Age, um, the the Dragon Age announcement. It, they didn't give a title or anything like that. They had some sort of like hashtag at the end of it. It's like the Wolf Returns, um, which is a reference oh, to yeah, yeah. previous. I don't want to spoil um, Dragon Age plot stuff. So that was that was not really a surprise another thing we had kind of expected i think if anything the biggest surprise was that there was no avengers game announced but there was oh man the marvel ultimate alliance game i lost my shit that is apparently a switch I... exclusive yep <laughs> so i lost my we shit. were close to being right about that prediction but I mean, how could you like all this while we were close, you couldn't be further from the truth. Like those are totally nobody expected games. it. Nobody that's like a ten year old game. Ultimate Alliance 2, I think, came out in like 2008, 2009. And I think Jeff Keeley even said, like before the announcement, he was like, literally nobody predicted this this one. <laughs> so that was fun. I I mean so I would have rather seen the Avengers game, but I'm also pretty sure that's a long ways off anyway, so here we are. They also, oh man! They also showed off the Final Fantasy mobile game. It, I don't do think it. I they have the audacity. To do I it. will even say I watched the thing intently. I don't even remember the Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I... Yeah, dude, they showed off. Uh, I think it was they showed off the Sora for Opera Amina. I think that's what they did. Okay. Uh, Dakota, are you a Stranger Things fan? I have um, mixed. Oh, Stranger Things, yes. 
What, what did you think I was talking about? I want to hear. <laughs> Life is strange. Life okay, is strange. Okay. I was so confused earlier when you, you said something. I think you mentioned Stranger Things earlier. I did. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? There's no Life is Strange beat em up. How did I miss that? That would have been crazy. <laughs> so I was like, is that for real? But no, no. I remember the Stranger Things. Chloe just beats the shit out of high school kids. <laughs> That's honestly what I was thinking. And I was like, when did that get announced? <laughs> so I was. I was very confused. Stranger Things announced a little beat 'em up game, sixteen uh, bit. This is freshly off the Telltale Stranger Things. Did that game even ever come out? It did, right? No. It didn't. So, no, I don't no. Think it just got they, they were trying to find someone else to uh, like uh, produce it. So, because Telltale shut down, right. Like as soon as they like kind of worked. So with no them. Telltale Stranger Things then. No. So. One of the interesting things about this is that they go out there. Um, I forget the brothers' names, the two uh, creators of of Stranger Things. They go out there. There, you think there's probably going to be the Stranger Thing Telltale like experience that they're going to announce, and instead they have this 16-bit beat 'em up with the Stranger Things track, the infamous Stranger Things track, and it looked great, a lot of fun. Not an unexpected announcement, but kind of a fun little thing. Uh, so I like that. And then I think j- this was something we all knew was going to happen because they said it was going to happen. But Obsidian announced their new game called The Outer Worlds. And they took like five different shots at at Bethesda and Fallout, which was fun. Um, so they were, these are the original creators of Fallout. Um, they did Fallout New Vegas, which is most people consider to be the best Fallout game. And now they have this brand new space themed game that is literally what you would expect a good fallout game to look like so it has dialogue options all of these different like it, you can see that your um your character has like charisma tags and like strength tags so based on how strong your character is or how much charisma they have they have certain dialogue options so that was really neat um it was good it just the the trailer you have to see it but it just looked really good uh, exactly what you'd hope for from obsidian uh, and I think <clears throat> that pretty much wrapped up the big surprises. Were there any other little things that you really liked, Marcos or Dakota? I swear there was something that I saw. Oh, 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 Hades. Oh, right. By yeah. um, Bastion, a... the people that did Bastion and Transistor. Yeah. Super Giant Games. Yeah, that thing looks really yeah. fun. And that's out right that now, looks right? That fun. Yeah, it's through the Epic Game Store, yeah, I think. Yep, Epic Game Store popping up all over the place. Um, yeah. So uh, I can't play it yet, but I do want to. I do. I love. I love Transistor. I never finished Bastion, but they're really good. I never played Transistor, but I I keep trying to play Bastion. Bastion just I that was I couldn't do it. I liked Bastion. <laughs> haven't played Transistor. Everybody keeps saying I need to. So um, that was yeah, that was fun. One of those kind of like oh, and it's out right now. Announcements. Um, of course, we mentioned Ashen already. Another one was the giant squid announcement. I think it's called the passage oh, or something like yes, that. Yes, that was the yeah. one. Yes, not about it. don't not talk about to me it. about it. No, nope. are you just talking because their it. name is Giant Squid? Yeah. But that has nothing to do with what the game looks it's like. Literally, I know what they're about. <laughs> they're about giant squids. I'm not about that. <laughs> but that game looked so good. Though. It did. It looked amazing. So try and walk us through if you can recall what it what it was. Got it. Uh, it was kind of like you're playing like I don't want to like a like some sort of like ninja assassiny kind of a 
person. Like, that's what the clothes remind me of. Right. And you're, like, walking around, right? Mm. That's kind of all. I remember what the character looks like. And there's, like. there's some, like, really illuminous creatures that are around you. You're in, like, yes. a foresty area. It looked gorgeous. If you've played Abzu, you'll know the kind of art style that this game has. It's It somehow amplifies all of the amazing colors you get out of Abzu and put it into whatever this new game is. So... That, I was very yeah, excited. For that, that was a big. I feel like there was a lot of little. I saw a giant too. squid and I like started cr- screaming. Yeah, so they they did Abzu, um, which I it was a game <laughs> I really liked. Nah. Yeah, that's probably one of like my favorites all time. So there was at least a couple of other ones. I really liked this announcement uh, from it was a game. There, the developers are called Panache Digital Games, and. They're working on a game called Ancestors, where you play as like you're you're originally some oh, sort of. Oh, I remember ape, that one. And you play all the I, way through I, to humankind, and it seems like you're. Debil- and Ubisoft is helping, like Ubisoft is like their kind of like big one around them. Helping yeah, they're producing it. it, so or publishing it. So I think uh, that looked interesting. Oh, the creators did um the one. That's how I. That's why I remember it. One of the guys working on it worked on Assassin's Creed. Ah, okay. Oh. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, like Dakota said, I, I was a fan of the Far Cry announcement. It's called Far Cry New Dawn. It's like an apocalypse-based Far Cry. And it's a follow-up to 5. And if you beat 5, they have a little teaser in there for people who beat 5. And what I like about this is usually apocalyptic games are, like, ugly as all It's super colorful. Yeah, it looks really nice. Mm. It's, like it's really kind game. of, like, I guess, optimistic. Most... Apocalyptic games are like kind of downy, downy. Kind of a dread to play. Yeah. So yeah. The other the the last one that I wanted to talk a little bit about was this game called Atlas, and the reason I found this really interesting is because it's from the creators of Ark Survival, uh, Survival Evolved, which is the dinosaur island. Yeah, I don't trust it. <laughs> Atlas looks like if I think even a lot of people as the trailer was playing, they were like, "Is this a Sea of Thieves expansion pack or what?" But it's a boat. It's another boat game. Um, it's another uh, sail. Get on a ship, sail with other people, and it, it's saying something about having forty thousand players involved in the same world. So they they have these big numbers that they were floating around. Gonna be interesting to see. Um, keep an eye on that I one because it. as these survival games start to expand, um, I I think if you're not a fan of these survival games, Fallout 76 being such a failure is probably the best thing you could have hoped for because these things sell like bonkers and do really well on places like Twitch and YouTube. Um, there, There's a lot, I think, that we'll probably see in the next couple of years of more of the survival experience to see how far people can push it. So um, that's that's one to keep an eye on. So... That's pretty much it for the news of this week. Um, wow. So I wanted to take a second to thank our Patreon sponsors um, for the month of December. So we have some new members. Uh, Zach Marvin, Samantha Seal, How's My Audio, and Chocolate Chip Pancakes. I'd also like to give a special shout out to our gold tier members and above, which is $5 or more every month. That goes to Matt Buchanan, Tina Jameson, Thanks to Dragon Slayer, Draft Josh, Disney Lover for Life, and Chocolate Chip Pancakes. Oh, and X Creations, who I can't uh, forget. You can become a Patreon member for as little as $1 a month over at patreon.com slash epilogue gaming. 
actually saw that we have two new patrons that I need to get in. Um, but we'll we'll include them once once January rolls around. So thank you guys for the support. One of them is probably my mom. Your mom is a Patreon supporter. <laughs> I think let me make sure that wasn't just like a fever dream. <laughs> either I mean oh, yeah. either way, that's she signed up. She signed up for the Patreon membership today, and that was on Saturday. So well, that's a big deal. Big moves for the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. Um, we're starting to reach our family members. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on a more serious note, last our last episode uh, eclipsed was the first episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast to eclipse one thousand listens. Um, so thank you guys for continuing to support our podcast by giving us listens and hanging out with us um we've really liked doing this i know last week was a kind of a special thing because the game awards only happen once a year so it was fun to do that and kind of i i just from what i could tell i listened to a lot of different game podcasts there weren't a whole lot that were doing the same thing we were doing last week so <coughs> while it was we definitely um had something unique go up our there's no doubt that our numbers have continued to go upwards so thank you guys for continuing to support us um you know whether it's listening or on patreon or whatever um we really like doing this and i hope you guys enjoy listening okay so this week we have a uh topic we have a discussion topic unlike last week um i wanted to talk about comedy and video games so have you guys ever wondered dakota have you ever wondered sat down and said okay like there's there's a whole genre of books for for funny funny books for funny television shows, we have comedy movies. We have Will Ferrell. We have Ben Stiller. We have Adam Sandler, whoever. Uh, but for some reason, we don't have comedy games. That's just not a genre that we that we have. Um, it, do you have any good rationale? Either of you have a good rationale for why this might be the case? You're wrong. I'm wrong. Okay. Tell me oh, why I'm wrong. Okay. I you post I, I've been thinking about it, okay? Yeah. I think that when it comes to a a quote unquote like comedy slash funny game, are we like there there's not a uh, I I guess I shouldn't say it like that, because we have fantasy games and sci-fi games. But Usually, like, if you're looking for a comedy, like, there isn't, like, a section. Like, that's not just a genre people, like, look for. But I would say, like, that there are, like, comedic games. I just, that, I guess it's a better question as to why there hasn't been, like, a coined, like, um, like, subgenre for games that are funny. But games like genital jousting. The whole goal <laughs> is to make you laugh. And it's funny, okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, or games like... I think a lot of games, like, they take comedy out of, uh, like, watching someone struggle. Like, uh, I Am Bread. The whole comedy in that is, like, watching someone struggle with the controls. That's the, you know? I guess the, that game itself isn't funny. I guess it kind of is a little silly. It's the experience that's funny, though. Watching somebody, yeah. partake, you know, like, something like Goat Simulator. I feel like, quote unquote, like potential comedy games either fall into one of those two categories, where it's something, like, absurd and silly, like genital jousting. Or it's uh or or goat simulator. I would say that's it's silly. It's fun. It's funny. Could be comedic. Yeah, I think there are specific <laughs> things game. placed in that game, like being able to dance at like uh you know a rave or something with the goat, or 
you know, drawing Satan. Or becoming like yeah. Satan, yeah. Like, oh, those man. are funny things that the game purposefully puts in there to make you laugh. There's no doubt. But then there's, like, the games, like, I Am Bread, where the whole comedicness comes from, like, the experience itself. And usually, like, that that requires, like, two people. Because, obviously, you're not going to laugh at yourself struggling at I Am Bread or Surgeon Simulator. Watching someone else struggle, now, there's the fun. There's, there's oh, yeah, you, this is difficult, and it sucks, huh, buddy? And then I people laugh. That game was a thing. So, are we saying that the simulator genre is is comedy, then? I don't think so because yeah. you have like farm simulator and you have train simulator. Those aren't funny. Those are just people that want to drive trains and yeah. Farm. I would say it can be very borderline. Cause I mean, mountain. That's a uh, that's not a comedy game by any means. Well, maybe maybe it's like a absurd comedy. I don't know. I think the problem is because you're playing a game. Like the gameplay is usually what makes a game genre and i don't think there's comedy gameplay you can do shit that's funny in the game but there's no way to make it a genre it's, that, it's usually like you're doing something that makes it a fighting game or it makes it an adventure game or a shooter game but it is also funny i think both of you make great points so let me let me argue against what each of you has said if that is the case then we we have sci-fi and fantasy, right? What are the that's what that's what I was literally going off of. I was like, I guess I can't say we can't have a genre because fantasy and sci-fi exist, right? So and that has not really much to do with game. And I'd even argue things like wartime are like a genre. There's subsets, maybe because I think Marcos is right. Like the predominant genreification of video games is based on how the game itself plays rather than the content that exists within the game, right? We have RPGs, we have shooters, we have simulators, we have uh, visual novels, we have whatever. Um, these are all things that exist based on the, con- the, you know, the type of game that it is rather than the content within. So I think you guys make great points, and I think there's something to be said, Dakota, for the game's expressed purpose you know something like i am bread is to make you laugh right there's no other there's no goals or mechanics that are supposed to be sound or entice you to play further yeah but that's the thing is i am bread if it's like a single person experience it's not funny it's just frustrating but as a two-person experience then it becomes funny like as like if you're watching someone else play i am bread or surgeon simulator that's well i guess it depends i guess who you watch play so I'm surprised. But then that becomes like a two-person experience. You have to have a second person for this game to be comedic. Right. So that also answers the one that I'm surprised neither of you mentioned, which is Jackbox, the Jackbox series, which has kind of taken off. And I think people see that as a video game, right? I don't know if people see Jackbox as a video game. It's like... It's a party game. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a video party game. It's like Smash Bros. or Mario Party. Is it though? Or, uh, what's another one? Yeah. But do you actually play anything inside of Jackbox? Is Are you playing something? You're right. Well, I mean, that, uh, graphic novels. That, that was like with the movies and stuff. The movies and stuff. Trivia Pursuit? No, well, I guess that kind of, No, 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 Seen It. You ever played yeah, Seen It? Oh, yes, I've played Seen It. I guess that's the closest I can get to with uh, Jackbox. Hmm. I don't play a lot of it. It just feels like a board game come to life or like a table game. Yeah. I would say, I would say, I, it, I mean, because vi- 
visual novels, those are those count as some sort of like gaming experience, right? Yeah, I, but yeah. I would argue so. I, so, I, like, I've recently been playing a little bit of visual novels just to see if it's something that I would enjoy. Oh. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready to talk about them. What you been stream. playing? In, in, in I'm not ready to talk about them on stream. He's playing that pug dating simulator. I really hope that's what. It oh, is. see, look, there's another example of like a funny game. Uh, so I and I think a lot of times when I'm playing this, these visual novels that you laugh, right? Like there's comedy, there's comedic writing inside of the game, and I count visual novels as a, a form of gameplay. You're making decisions. You're you're actively, you know, a lot of times. I don't know about all visual novels, but for me, I'm like clicking on doors. It's like, you know, a mix of point and click and visual novel, um, which is what most, I think, visual novels are like nowadays. So, you know, you take these things in and there's still can, there's gameplay elements, but I don't know that there's anything that's, it's not the express purpose of making me laugh. There's a straight joke here and there. Like, even if I play Stardew Valley, like there's some moments where I'll laugh, stuff like that. I just don't, see a whole lot of the game's express purpose being to make me laugh. And I think that's what the goal of a comedy movie is, right? Yeah. So it, it, I, I I did want to figure out why we, we're not seeing. So another game that we haven't mentioned is something we did earlier before in our, our spoiler alert is South Park. Um, I would say the goal of that game is to make people laugh, right? It's not the combat mechanics, which do exist. There are things, but that game is designed around making people laugh. And it works. Yeah. It was functional. I've played both of the South Park games. They're funny. If you're, I mean, if you're a South Park fan, you know what you're getting yourself into, but they're funny games. <laughs> they're designed around making people laugh. Um, so Dakota, why aren't there more games that, you know, take the gameplay mechanics that we know from RPGs or shooters or um you know any anything else uh and then use those mechanics to make us laugh um i don't know i i honestly don't have a good answer for you i feel like there's games that have tried or usually games that are like really trying to kind of push this thing are usually indie small games like genital jousting no one plays those games but i mean that's also just a whole other level that's phallic and I think but, the whole point of genital jousting is like that the concept is funny. I doubt even playing genital jousting is funny, right? I don't well, like it's kind how of funny because the because the whole I, goal is to stick your peen in the other peen. I, I am not loving how many times we're saying genital jousting. This well, you episode. just contributed, my friend. <laughs> I, that was my one time. Okay, I was I, I can afford the one. You guys are especially Dakota. I, ooh. ooh. I, <laughs> I'd like to say, uh, what's that game? You streamed it forever ago. It's like a zombie game, but that like that has funny mechanics. Like it, you shoot zombies with a dildo gun. Like that's silly. Oh, that's you're funny. talking about uh, Dead what? Rising? Yeah, it's Dead Rising. Yeah, oh, and I'm sure there's yeah. other things, or you know, like that's the the bosses are funny. You know, what was her name? De it's like Deborah Diane. or something. Yeah, the the big <laughs> Doris. Yeah, or, Doris. I, I think it was. <laughs> Dorothy. But like you know, that's fun. Like her introduction is funny. It's like the weapons in the game are funny. Like, and I would say that's like kind of a way of like incorporating into gameplay because it's like there's literally a dildo gun. Yep. Okay. Like you just launch off. So you're you're exactly right. You've totally. So this is the point I wanted to reach because I think that Dead Rising is the best example. Maybe South Park. Dead Rising, in my opinion, is the best example of taking game mechanics and using them to make us laugh. Maybe. 
something I, another game you mentioned earlier uh saints road dakota so i think you're yeah. zeroing in more so than than myself or marcos on exactly what it is that's a comedy game um so we have some examples of it i think because those games i would say like you don't look at the story of saints row and think wow this is in depth and thoughtful no that's it's just funny it's goofy it's, it's, it's godlike it's awesome Dead Rising is kind of a little, that's what it's called, right? Dead Rising yeah. is a little more serious, but like the actual mechanics in itself are silly. Okay, so let me ask you guys a question then. I use serious very loosely for Dead Rising. Yeah, no. In comparison to Saints Row. And I would say, yeah, it's very loosely there are some serious elements, like the fact that you're still trying to protect people from dying to zombies. <laughs> you know, like there's, <laughs> there are elements. Okay, so... If 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 we've gotten to why you know what a comedy game looks like, like we've established what that might feel or look like, um, why don't we see more of it, Marcos? Why is there not more of this kind of game? I think it's because they can easily just make comedic moments in the game than make a strictly comedic game. Okay, so instead of designing from a design perspective, you're saying it's just too hard to make. I don't think it's hard to make, but there doesn't seem to be much of a point. If you want to make a game that's just complete, like it's all its only goal is to be yeah. funny, I, I don't see it made a big point in that. You can just make a really good game and have it also be funny. Well, okay, so South Park I think is a good game that is also funny. So I I want to establish that I don't think it's the game's the only purpose is to make you laugh. I think that's the central purpose to make you laugh, right? <laughs> so yeah. So you're saying that having the goal of making a player laugh is too is too difficult. That central purpose is. I'm not saying that it's difficult. I'm just saying that there's no worth in it. You can uh, you can already make a game funny without forcing it. Mm, okay, Dakota, do you agree? I would. I agree, but I also like disagree. Like, yeah, you can have comedic moments like in your game, like Undertale. Like that's that's an extremely funny game. I think it's just hard because comedy is so different now. Like certain things like, you know, most people that I it's hard for me to say because I feel like what it's very subjective. Comedy is super subjective and the same thing people one person thinks is funny. Like, the humor in Undertale is completely different than humor in Dead Rising or Saints Row or anything. Like, it's very, very, very different. And so it's hard to make a comedy game that would reach out to a wide audience mm. because humor is so subjective and it, it's, I feel like it, it's extremely difficult to do. Yeah, you but can't also, really have a Duke Nukem game now. Oh, or what Duke Nukem was. You can't have that kind of stuff here now. Okay, so I think this is my my next question to you. You, you can't have Leisure Suit Larry in today. <laughs> okay, I, one I disagree. I, I, we're going to get into really? this. Yes. That, those we're, things were pretty fucked up. We are going up, to get into this. Okay, so you have expressed, both of you, reasons why we don't see more of it. Marco says um, that it might be too... Again, I don't want to put words into Marco's mouth because he's he's saying that he's he's not saying this specifically. There's no worth in creating an entire game around comedy. There's no worth in it. Dakota says that comedy is too subjective. You can't reach wide enough of an audience. Do I get both of those arguments correctly? Yeah, I get you. Generally, okay. yes. So if that's the case, then what are the barriers that prevent comedy games from existing? So Dakota is saying one of the barriers here is that it's it's 
hard to reach a wide audience. Marcos, if if your argument is that it's just not worth it, why what what is what makes something worth doing and why are game comedy games not worth it? You can easily offend many people yes. trying to be funny. Okay. Trying to make a certain joke. Uh-huh. You can easily just ruin your company. Okay, so this is what I wanted to get. I think this is this is good because you said Duke Nukem, <laughs> which is a yeah. game that was in Duke Nukem, Laser Suit Larry. Like those are the two, two big. Ones okay, so were I... funny back in the day, but nowadays you can't really have that kind of mm. shit. So this just recently happened. Steam started allowing sex games on its store. Um, now there's only been like what? a couple of them, but this is something I really want to do an episode on soon. I I talked a little bit about during my stream the other day, and people like really there. People are really fired up about why there should or should not be sex games allowed. So I'm, I want to have that discussion. But, Marcus... The same reason you can't download Pornhub in the App Store. Well, it, you just go to the website. That's totally different. I was just kind of spouting off. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what You're I was trying to You're not going to let us reply there. to that, so... We'll... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was trying to go with that. I Honestly, I just said it link? to say it. Okay, so... So Marcos is saying that people are too I'm not gonna say too easily offended. People how dare you <laughs> don't put those words down. You will get me in so okay, much trouble so if you try. What I'm what you're <laughs> what you're saying <laughs> then is that companies have to protect protect themselves from offending people. And comedy games I think are, they just have to figure out what's right, like what is okay to laugh at and what else isn't. What is and okay some companies just at? don't know. Okay. So Dakota, do you think that that's, that's one I of said- the biggest barriers, what Marcos is saying? That, but that's that literally kind of ties in with what right. I was saying earlier, though. Comedy is so subjective. Like, of course, people love crude humor, and that's like that's that South Park's thing all the way. But for a lot of people, that doesn't fly. Like, that's not funny. That's just sh- uh, shitty. But like for some people, like Undertale's probably nothing. Like they, it just doesn't make like it doesn't click. But for like I like I think Undertale is extremely funny with it. You know, its little moments that it has. But I know for not everybody, that's something that's funny. I think what Marcos was saying is literally just tying in kind of what I'm saying in that humor is so subjective that it's very, it's a, you were walking a very, companies will be walking a very fine line trying to make a funny game because it's whether do they appeal to people that kind of enjoy crude humor? Do they try to stray away from that? Or, you know, it's hard. I feel like it's very difficult. Okay, so I'm formulating a hot take here, like really scorch of the earth. I, I'm almost nervous to say it, but last say it. Th- in this previous year, one of the most critically acclaimed episodes of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," a show I think we're all probably pretty aware of at this point. Oh, okay. Um, was about the Me Too movement, and it was characters going to a a Me Too movement, a, a Me Too meeting, and it was essentially figuring out why they were all considered sexual harassers at their own bar, figuring out ways that they could not sexually harass women right that was the the object of of the episode and of course during this meeting they unintentionally sexually harass women that are at the at the meeting and you know chaos ensues but it was critically acclaimed people liked it and obviously the show is popular enough that it's one of fx's top shows it dealt with a a a critical and um you know a critical issue that has been talked about a lot there's obviously a lot of red tape there as to what you can and can't say but they did it well and they did it deftly i've seen the episode i know a lot of people probably have so 
the game the the question then becomes is why why developers can't do that because if okay if the boundary is there for video games it has to also be there for television and film what is always sunny's rating like M, what is it? I'm assuming it, whatever uh, the the mature version for television. Is. How many games that are at the M rating do well? God of War was God of War M. I Dead Rising. So. Dead Rising. Uh, well, Dead Rising essentially got canceled, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want to talk. Um, Saints Row. Uh, GTA Five. GTA. Yeah, I mean, the, right? Yeah, but those are big. Yeah, right. Well. It's, Exactly. Well, why don't they make a funny game? I don't think they need to. Those are <laughs> games. Those are just good games in itself. Like God of War isn't. So is GTA Five really a good yeah. game? Yeah. I would say so. Oh. No. <laughs> I I think I, I don't see it, man. I, I don't see it. I think trying to equate something like fucking Undertale and Always Sunny. Is... Okay, so here comes my hot take. I haven't even given you my hot take yet. Okay, but I didn't even get two words in. Okay, on yeah, this yeah, take. respond. Respond on the on the first portion okay. of the take. So, you're, you know, it's I think you know, a, a a show is different. That's just a what? Their runtime is like 30 minutes for yes. an episode-ish, yeah. That that's a 30-minute experience, you know. This would be taking in I feel like it's a lot more difficult cuz games are usually expected, I guess depending on who makes the game, how long it is. Any let's just say a minimum of 8 to let's let's shoot low 12 hours that's a long time like that's a long time to try to be making people like thoughtful and laugh and i think developers frankly like they don't want to walk that controversial line of like um you know like it's easier to do that in a 30 minute time frame if that makes sense and like get your point across and be done than like a eight to 12 and that's shooting low that's assuming the game doesn't go longer and in an eight to 12 hour experience, you know? Yes. So I think that's the first barrier that I will truly accept is that games have to deal with elongated time. Um, there are. And that's assuming this game will be like typical $60 price range. It's got to right. be at least eight. To yes. Hours. And that's shooting pretty low. That's not even, that's not insanely long. No. Um, and in fact, I remember when South Park came out and people were outraged Dakota over the length at which the game, it was a $60 game. It was about eight hours. I, I remember cause I beat it in one night. People were, were so upset with how short the game was, but you're right. And that's going to lead straight into my hot take is that I don't think developers can actually do it. I think the barrier is that it's too difficult. I think, Really? That's what we've been saying. It's too hard. They but don't want to walk that fine line with, of a controversial statement. I'm disagreeing with the okay. reasoning behind why you think it's too difficult. I don't think it's because you can't okay. offend people or because they're, you can't appeal to a niche audience. I don't think you have to grab everybody on planet Earth and say you all need to be able to enjoy this game. I don't think there's any. But game that's exactly life. what developers want to do, though. Especially no, if we're talking about that. like a. a I don't semi, think that's the case. I, I really don't. A semi-big the company, they want to make as much money off of this game as well, possible. Well, sure, and but that's not always by and, appealing to the widest audience. That's not that. I don't think that's exactly how development works. I mean, consider something like Grand Theft Auto, just, right? Th that's true, but I think it's just so <laughs> unpredictable, and like it's difficult. Like it's doable. It, but frankly, it's like extremely difficult, and I think they just don't want to take that risk. No, I think Ben's right here. I don't think they can do it. I think that's 
I think that's correct. I, I think that, it, you know, because of what Dakota said, mostly, I think the, the amount of time you actually have to be smart, you have to be funny, you have to include gameplay elements that are funny. I think that South Park, and that being an example of probably the most straightforward humor, where there's a joke a second kind of thing, uh, for eight hours... Like, that is really, really difficult. And we saw both of those games get delayed. Like, I, I can't imagine, I, I can't even remember how long Stick of Truth was delayed. It was like five different times. And so, this, I, I really believe that when you're asking somebody who's, you know, what uh, the concerned ape, the Stardew Valley guy, right? He's, he's just on his own. You know, that doesn't speak for all developers. Dakota was saying AAA developers. Even if you're asking Rockstar, what, what kind of coder is going to be funny enough to have a, an eight-hour game? That's why you have writers. Well, what if you don't have writers? What if you're the only guy? What if you're the... That's true. Then I guess uh, you better just crack some jokes. I don't know. Figure it out. The concerned eight boy. And to be fair to Dakota, she said triple-A game. And that's almost never an exclusively single person. Uh, But I didn't even even say triple-A. I didn't... To be fair, I didn't say triple-A, but I said big Big enough. enough. Like, Obsidian is big enough. Okay. So, if that's the case, right? If If we're talking about a bigger game, I still think that the consonants between you know, a developer and the writer, they those two have to blend together somehow. We've talked about how difficult writing in video games is. Um, and maybe we should even talk more about that. Why is it so difficult to write a good, uh, you know, a good video game narrative? But the reason is, is because you have to blend mechanics with the narrative. And that's really hard to do unless you're doing, you're the person who's in control of both. Which is why I think we see a lot of games like Undertale where the developer has access to both the coding and the game design and the writing. Those games tend to do pretty well. People tend to think of them as being pretty funny, right? I don't know. I think there's something to that. If, if I don't No, that makes sense. It's either the writer and the the developer either have to really, Oh wait, speaking of, I I just thought of Stanley parable for console. Funny game. I, I thought that was, yeah. Oh, I forgot that was announced, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, me too. I forgot until right now when I said the narrator, and I'm like, Stanley Parable, that's a fun game. A fun? Yeah, uh, that was one that I was excited for. More endings and stuff. I'm sorry. I got sidetracked, but it also yeah, ties it in. Sorry. It does. So I think, you know, that's probably where we'll wrap up the discussion here. I think we all agree it's probably just too difficult. It's for one reason or another. It's probably just too hard. <laughs> it's really just I too hard. I feel like hard South Park to make a good... games prove that it's doable, but of course it's extremely, extremely difficult. Right. And South Park is also still a 2D experience. Like that's not a triple A Grand Theft Auto type thing. But no. I mean, if you play Saints Row, a lot of people say Saints Row is a comedy game, right? So Saints Row is yeah. funny. Have you ever it... so, like literally when like you're the president of the US and there's something to do with aliens? I don't even know what's going on in that game. I just know it's crazy. You are the president of the United States. An alien takes over the world and you're thrown into a simulation thing. That's Back to our simulator experience or our, our simulator yeah. hypothesis that all funny games must uh, be simulators. <laughs> so, that's one way to look at it. Um, but that's just Saints Row 4, not like the third, two. Those don't go like that. Right. So 
Very interesting. I think there uh, that this can be done, just like Dakota said. It can be done. It's probably too hard to do consistently, and it's why we don't see more of it. And there's no real evidence that they sell super well, right? Like, maybe yeah. South Park sells well. I don't know. I, I, but it's South but Park. But it's South Park. It has it's name got this kind of big name following. We it. know that Grand, Grand Theft Auto sells better than uh, Saints Row. So, you know, we have we have an example <laughs> of two very similar kind of games and one, you know, and it's not totally fair. Rockstar. To be fair, Dead Rising is canceled. Saints Row hasn't had a game in how long? Uh, at least since the beginning of this generation. Uh, it, got a, it got a remaster, right? It got a port. Yeah, yeah it got a port to PS4 like two years ago. And it had the Get Out of Hell DLC. That's about it, though. Okay, so let's wrap up today's episode with a little trivia um this is from our friend draft josh you guys know draft josh draft better be catering to me so what this uh, and dakota is now up a point by the way right god knowing draft he's not no marco's got the point earlier so it's still tied but marco's uh or dakota you'll go first you since uh until you regain a lead um or marco's regains the lead rather okay so Trivia question. What was the final game released on cartridge for the SNES? Was it A, Frogger? Was it B, Star Fox? Was it C, Bazooka Blitzkrieg? Was it D, FIFA 99? Or was it E, Star Fox 2? Marcos. Or sorry, Dakota is going first. <laughs> um. Um. There's two Star Fox games in there, yeah. so that leads me to believe something about something about Star Fox might be the right answer. Something about it might be the right answer. But there's also some game called Bazooka Blitzkrieg, yep. right? And Blitzkrieg sounds like a fun World War II word, which makes me think of Draft, who would throw something in there like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of detective work going into this answer. <laughs> um, the SNES remake little thing had Star Fox on it, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah. As, as the asker of this question, I cannot help. But it did not have Star Fox 2. Maybe. Which is, so maybe Star Fox 2 did not even come out. It came out on the next console. Um, the next console would be the N64. Okay, I don't know nothing. Just let me do my okay. thing. I'm right. thinking this through. <laughs> Star Fox. I'm going to go with Star Fox. Okay, Marcos. Yo, what were the titles again? We have A, Frogger. Was it B, Star Fox? C, Bazooka Blitzkrieg? D, FIFA 99? Or E, Star Fox 2? Uh, I'll go with Frogger. Seems weird enough. It was Frogger. So Marcus is back. Fuck you. <laughs> Let me explain why. I put so much thought Star into Fox, that. Star Fox 2 is the most recently released SNES game. That is true. But it's not on cartridge. And it was released for the yeah. SNES Classic for yeah. the first time. Uh, I haven't unlocked it because I suck at Star Fox. And you have to beat the first level to get it onto the Classic. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, I just bought an NES Classic. My brother actually bought it for me. I'm excited. I have both the NES Classic and SNES Classic. You ready to buy that PS Classic? No. Oh, man. 
Did you see that the SNES Classic runs the PlayStation yes, games did. better than the, the PS1 Classic? The other interesting thing to note is that in that uh, in the interview that Reggie just gave, uh, Reggie Fizeme just gave, um, I think it was like Eurogamer or something, he mentioned that this is probably going to be the last holiday season that the SNES and the NES Classic are sold. So if oh. you're interested in either, I would get one now, like right now. Um those things are going to, you think 50 to $60 is bad? Just wait until you see what the aftermarket price is. Yeah, I might go get a NES. I think I have my Think Geek at our mall. I got one at Best last Buy. Time I, saw I, was, I was, during Best Black Buy? Friday at Best Buy, they had like a whole row of them. It was amazing. Trove. Yep. Yeah, I think I'll go. Okay, one. so Marcos is up. Um, we'll, we'll give you the first up chance to tell people where to find you. Yo, TwinkiePie37 at Twitter.com. Marcos Carmona, I'm the cute one. Are you working on any projects right now, Marcos? You know, man, it's really hard to talk about penises. Oh, yeah, I forgot we're still on the phallic. What? There's a lot you know, there's, of There is weapons. genital jousting. Yeah, I didn't want <laughs> that. That's not a weapon. It's literally your penis. That you use as a weapon in the game. It, it, it counts. Dakota, you're up next. Where can people find you? <laughs> find me on Twitter at the Empress. There's a three in there somewhere. Okay. And are you streaming anything? Um, I was actually gonna try and finish up Assassin's Creed. I'm at the end. I'm hitting my home run distance. I'm ready to just not play that game anymore. Yeah, you've been at it for a long time. I'm. I have over a hundred hours on that game. I'm ready to put it down, but I can't. I can't do it until I finish the story. <laughs> Because if I put it down before finishing the story, I'm never going to beat no, it. That's exactly what happened with me. That's just the facts. Yep. Uh, I am Benjamin10 on Twitch. I've been streaming Ashen. I'm going to finish that up tonight. So unfortunately, by the time you hear this, Dakota and I will probably be finished with our collective games. Maybe I'll be able to host you after. Oh, but I do plan on moving on to Persona 5. Ooh, Ooh good choice. That's a good yeah. one. Really good I've game. watched all of Persona. I, it, I it was either Persona 5 or God of War. God of War winning Game of the Year made me kind of want to do God of War, but I was like... I would play God of War. I need to... I would I play to, Persona 5. I think I need to take a <laughs> like a break from like real semi-realistic adventure games. I need something fun like Persona 5 right now. Yeah. After 100 5. hours of Assassin's Creed. Oh, you're going to play Persona 5 for at least 70 hours? At least, yeah. If you think Assassin's no. Creed is long, just wait. No, I know both of those are going to be very long. God both God not of War bad. and Persona God 5. God of War is not that Yeah, God okay. of War could be pretty quick. But is there side shit? Because you know I'm yeah, going to do true. it. And God of War, the other side shit. I'd rather play... It's it's more so like the look and the sort of play style of the game. I think I just need to take a break and do like a Persona 5. That'd be fun. From like I an love, action adventure game. I love Persona 5. That's a really good game. I'm excited to play So next it. time on the Persona 5 podcast, uh, you can expect us oh. <laughs> to have one more week before we uh, take a little break for the winter holidays. So we'll be back next week. and yeah, Do a little holiday? Yeah, we'll do it. Maybe so, a little holiday theme in there. Um, we have to talk about our game of the year stuff too. Oh, that's right. So we'll be doing that. Yeah, maybe that. a little bit of a jumbo okay. episode next week. And then we'll take we'll be back after the new year. But thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Have a good week, everybody. For Marcos and Dakota, I'm Ben Bulmer. We'll see you then. Come on.